Hi, welcome to the second episode of the Human Experience of Disability Podcast. I'm Sarah Vasquez. On today's episode, I will be talking about disability history. It's cliche to say that we're bound to repeat our history if we're not aware of it. When I was about four years old, my mother received the news from a doctor that I was going to experience cerebral palsy for the rest of my life. At the time, the news perhaps was something shocking to my mom. It probably provided some level of fear within her. She had had two other children before me, my brothers, didn't experience any developmental differences. But when I came along, it was all different. And here here she was, at that time receiving a diagnosis and she was not prepared for parenting a child with a developmental disability. But she asked the question that I think any caring, loving, concerned parent would ask in her position. She asked the doctor what she needed to do for me in order to help me get better. She received a response that was simple in its words, but powerful in its energy because it provided her the will and the force and the the guidance, I, I think, to allow her to raise me the way she did. And she indicates to me that when she asked this question, she received this answer that changed her life. And the answer was from the doctor. All your daughter needs is education and therapy, and she'll be fine. And my mother dedicated her life to making sure I had the best possible opportunity to get the best possible therapies and education. And I, I know that that's the reason I am who I am today. But historically speaking, my mother's experience with that doctor is a very unique experience. I was born in 1978. Still at that time, 
parents were being encouraged to institutionalize their children who were diagnosed with cerebral palsy or any other developmental disability. Children like me were put in institutions by their parents at the behest of doctors and quote-unquote specialists, and I quote-unquote the word specialist because I have learned through my personal and professional life that the real specialist in someone's life, someone who experiences disabilities, is indeed their loved ones, their parents, their siblings, their aunts, their uncles, their friends. They are the true specialists. But in any case, people like me were instituted and left there for the remainder of their lives. And if you ever want to see a glimpse, a visual of how people like me were treated in these institutions, just YouTube the documentary on the Penthurst Institution, and I, I have to say that you must be ready to be disgusted and utterly appalled as a human being because institutions were largely underfunded. They were places that reeked of unhumanity. They were inhumane at their core. Kids were left to die of natural deaths. They were not given the therapies or the education that I was exposed to, but rather they would just lay in cribs, lay and sit in their own waste until someone came to change them or decide that perhaps they needed to be changed. And they were there um, for years and and, and a lot of a lot of people died in these institutions. Why is this history important? Well, because if we don't continue to advocate of the community of people who experience disabilities don't continue to advocate, then like for many other marginalized 
and the press groups, we might end up in institutions. Because remember, we, we haven't had civil rights for a long time. Think about it. It wasn't until 1975, three years before I was born, that the ADEA came into law. The ADEA allowed kids to access education, equitable and free education just like their non-disabled counterparts. And then wasn't until the early 90s that the American Disabilities Act was made into law. That's not a very long time ago. The ADA allowed for people who experienced disabilities to have access to community life, employment. It gave us access to live where we wanted to live, to, to transportation, public transportation, and not be discriminated against because of it. And it took us a long time to even get the ADA law to be enacted, to be signed by George W. Bush Sr. So I was in grammar school when that law came into effect. That's not a long time ago, I must emphasize. So the community that experiences disabilities hasn't had civil laws that protect us from discrimination for a long time. And in many ways, we've been vulnerable and at the mercy of people who don't understand our experience, that sees our experience as a mishap, a mistake that doesn't see us as contributors to society, equitable contributors to society at that. And that's why it is so important to keep our history in the forefront so that the disability experiences one who is about the humanity of people, the ability to 
contribute to this country in an equitable and valuable way. And that's why I will continue to try to educate and explore this topic for time to come. Because for me, the experience of having a disability is about my humanity. And I'm sure that's the case for the rest of my community. Thank you. You can always message me on sarahhelenabasquez.com. That's my website. Again, thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in for my next episode.